Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of 3Talk. We are still being to talk because Susie is off on maternity leave. Uh, so for today, you will still have Le and myself, Lucia. Now, last week, you heard us talking about why it is important to acknowledge that in everything we do, we do have a choice. In today's episode, we want to give you some tips to help you make better choices. But first, I wanted to flag that there is no such thing as good or wrong choices in the sense that we are all different and what may be good for you may not be good for others. And uh, I mean, there are of course certain things that are recognized as being bad choices, but ultimately only you know what's good for you and what it isn't. Now, what is a good choice? Good choices are decisions that keep you heading in the direction in which you want to go. But choices, on the other hand, end up being counterproductive and can quickly begin spiraling into stress, confusion, despair. So it is key that you understand the dynamics of choices because these can help you improve the decisions that you make. Making these good decisions requires us to balance the seemingly opposing forces of emotion and rationality because we must be able to predict the future and accurately perceive the present situation and have this insight into the minds of others and deal with uncertainty. But now, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the key to consciously making better decisions, Flair, have you ever regretted making or not making better decisions? Well, when we decided to do this today, Lucia, I had to have a really good think about my decision-making. And I came to the conclusion that I had never really regretted making any wrong decisions, but I had regretted not taking decisions quick enough. I think if we really listen to our intuition or our longing or our real feelings, we know when something isn't right and we know that we need to make a decision to change it. But unfortunately, we often keep ourselves safe because we haven't got a crystal ball. We fear, I don't know if your mum ever said this, it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. It kind of keeps you in your safe zone. For example, I had a boyfriend for six years. I knew probably after two years that he wasn't the right person for me, but it took me longer to make that important decision. I knew my daughter's school wasn't right for her. Again, I probably spent not so long, but you know, six months to a year thinking about whether it was the right decision to move her. And also when I wanted to start coaching, I always wanted, knew that I wanted to be a coach. It must have been for about eight to nine years. I carried on working for the university for 11 years out of I think fear of change and knowing that I had a huge kind of mountain or path ahead of me to learn a new career. So no, I don't really regret making any of my decisions, but I just regret that I hadn't made them quick enough. 
That is such a good reflection, Fleur. And I concur and can't resonate with so many things that you say. And I agree. I think fear, and it is also when we come to look at decisions or making choices, it is one of the key players. So perhaps we should be exploring deeper the concept of fear in future episodes. I think for today, we're going to crack on with the eight steps that we've got for you about making better decisions or decisions that are better for you. The number one would be goals and values. And this is about the choice that is about the choice that you're about to make and thinking whether this is helping you getting closer to your goals or whether does this feel right according to your values. And I think it's important to check on those because whenever we are, and you said it, you know, about you knowing that university wasn't the right place for you to be or the place that you wanted to be in the long term, but still sticking with it for a number of years because of that fear. But I think deep down, you know, when something aligns with your values, when something is helping you get closer to these goals. And I think sometimes we get to into a situation and we get this tunnel vision where we just want to get out of it and we don't really stop and think whether this is helping us getting closer to what we want to be. Yes, I think that's really important, knowing your values first. We've often said that. Um, And the second tip is listen to your gut instincts. So feelings are called feelings because they're in your body. And often we know that longing. We tend to think that in order to make good choices, we need to think things thoroughly through logically. However, our gut instincts are very valuable. They're kind of a guide that help us face our choices from a, a real true nature. This is not to say do not think things through and go with whatever comes to your mind first, but to reinforce the point that we should listen to our inner self more frequently. And if something feels instinctively right or wrong, kind of pay closer attention to it. Our gut is always right, isn't it? Uh, which leads very nicely onto the third point, which is about considering your emotions, which are obviously very much linked to feelings. And I think that sometimes we think that emotions are the enemy or decision-making because we don't want to get too emotional about a situation. Um, at, you know, I at least have heard that a million times in my life. But actually emotions are integral to making decisions because when you are about to make a decision and obviously let's caveat that you could be looking at whether I have salad or fish for dinner or whether I want to you know something major like do I want to have a baby or not Um, but emotions do play a part in that because we need to think about the long term and whether what you are about to do now is going to make you happier in the future Because let's face it, everything we do is aimed towards that happiness, towards that feeling better, towards feeling more complete. And if what what you are about to do now is not getting you closer or is not helping you be a happier you, chances are you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, and I think that's quite important that, um, yes, listen to our emotions, yes, yes, listen to our gut instincts, but don't make the decision when you're in a um, in heightened emotional state because often then you're kind of coming from an impulsive decision instead of a, you know, 
a well thought through decision where you've considered your emotions, you've considered your logic. Don't make a decision when you're kind of feeling really, really down or when you're feeling really, really high. Kind of do it when you're kind of feeling balanced. And then I think you'll make a more balanced decision. And I think that's a really good thing to flag and it's very important not to just act right here, right now, especially if it's a major decision. But I do think that when you're feeling that emotion so strongly that it makes you being high or being super low, it is a very powerful indication of where you should be. So definitely take that into account when you come to revisit the idea or decision at a later state. Remember how that made you feel in the first instance because it will be a clear indication to make that decision. Definitely listen to those feelings and that's why I like an idea that I learned from another coach, um, Christine Hassler. She says that you should have two pieces of paper um, and one piece of paper, one decision, and on the other piece of paper, another decision. So it might be, should I move country? And then you stand on the piece of paper that says, yes, you should move country. And you really think of all the best scenarios about moving country. And then you see how that feels in your body. And then you go to the other piece of paper that says you shouldn't move country and you, and you create the best scenario of not moving country. So then you're not coming from a fear, you're coming from what could possibly come out of this decision making. And that often makes you feel things in your body, which is your subconscious talking to you. It is your true nature helping you to make a good decision. And yet again, you might make the wrong decision, but at least you'll learn from it. We moved countries. We moved to Dubai for over two years. Was it a good decision? Was it a bad decision? It was a very bad decision financially, but actually as a family and for my husband and I to grow and learn, it was a great decision because it actually made us realize what lifestyle we didn't want. We thought we wanted this kind of, you know, lifestyle in the sun where you have help, you have a big villa, but it felt very unreal. It was away from our family and it was quite boring, actually. It was one time in my life where I didn't think there was lots of possibilities, and I feel that living in London. So sometimes we might make the decision, um, but it won't be a wrong decision because we'll try it out and we'll realise what we don't want, so we learn from it. That is a good one. And I think lays a bit into the fourth uh, step, which is pros and cons. And it's about putting, as you were saying, like Christine Hasler, putting a piece of paper the two scenarios, right? Here is about this scenario, put the good things about it and the bad things about it. And especially if you do it, writing it down, it's also very visually powerful because you can see, A, if you put in more pros than cons, clearly it looks like that is going to be a good idea for you. And equally, if you put in more cons, then maybe it's a bad move for you to do. So it's very visual in just one eyesight you get straight away whether something is working in your favor or not but also it can help you step out of that tunnel vision that we were mentioning before because you will gain perspective and you will think as neutral as possible of all the things attached to that choice that are going to work for you or against you and this can eventually provide more clarity for you to move forward yeah, I think that clarity is, you know, really important. Which leads on to the fifth um, tip, 
know what you know and what you don't know. Don't try to be an expert in everything. Seek input and advice where variables lie lie outside what you know or outside your comfort zone. Speak to friends, family, experts, do your research, gather your information. And that makes me think of Edward de Bono's six thinking hats. He has six thinking hats to help you make a decision, which we used to use in class. So the white hat was the information gathering hat. The red hat was the feelings hat. The blue hat was your organization. The yellow hat was what was the positive sides of making this decision. Um, the black hat was your negatives. And your green hat was kind of what were the growth opportunities. And using them in combination was a really good way of helping you make um, difficult decisions. So maybe if you're interested in his work, look at Edward de Bono. That's a good one. And it's really good to, as you were saying, try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes to regain that clarity and perspective we are saying. But also sometimes I feel that, especially women, we've been taught or raised as to you need to be able to do things by yourself and work out things on your own. So sometimes when you think about reaching out to an expert, it feels counterintuitive because if you need somebody else to help you, that means that you're not able to do it, right? Well, it's quite the contrary. Is seeking that fresh pair of eyes to help you see through the tunnel and see through the woods. Like for example, we just bought a new house, yeah? We are now looking at, you know, the plans and what we want to do with it and decoration. I've always loved decorating and I love these magazines and I, you know, I do think I've got a good taste that people normally come around and say like, oh, that's beautiful. But I am no expert and I am absolutely happy to be working with a house decorator to help us improve and enhance the ideas we've got. And this is what this step is all about is bring someone else to help you enhance or see the better in the idea that you've currently have or in the situation that you currently have. So it's easier for you to move forward. You know, coaching is so helpful because it helps um, people gain a different perspective on their decision. Some things that you just haven't really thought about what areas you could explore or what story you're telling yourself that you didn't even realize. It's extracting yourself from the situation and helping see the situation for what it is I think that's the key which is also the step number six and is removing yourself from that decision so and I think this is something that we can all relate to like you know when we come to talk to friends and family and they tell us a problem that they are having we are normally very quick and can see the situation clearly and tell them what to do and how to do it however when this relates to us we are finding it very difficult why because we are invested in the situation. Of course we are, because it's ours. So maybe you would want to try this exercise and is present the situation to yourself as if it was related, you know, or it belonged to a friend, not to yourself. Ask of the situation as a friend and see what sort of advice would you give that friend. Yeah, it's great advice because sometimes we're too in the whole kind of thing to see, aren't we? So this brings us on to our seventh point, don't procrastinate. When you have a clear idea, push through. Don't wait for it to be perfect. There's never a perfect answer. Again, it's about where do you want to be? What's that longing telling you? 
um, or what to have more facts or have spoken with more people. Don't keep asking more and more people. Just when you know that this is the right thing to do, just do it. Even if it looks difficult, uh, which, yes, leads us to number eight, which is don't look back. We frequently try to look back and think, have we done the right thing? Have we made the right decision? Don't second guess yourself. You've done all the pros and cons, you've evaluated the situation and you've made a decision. So trust it is for the best, stick with it and make it work. Yeah, so I kind of think that is, you know, give it your 100% because I know when I first um, qualified to be a coach, I still carried on with the university. So I kind of had a foot in each camp, if you like, and that doesn't allow you to push forward and make the decision work. You'll never know if the decision is the right decision if you're kind of half-half in. So I'd like you to leave you with this quote. Decisions, we can think about things, turn them over in our minds a million times, play out possible scenarios, but really, when it comes down to it, you have to go with your heart and move forward. Maybe things will go well, maybe they'll turn out poorly. Every decision brings with it some good, some bad, some lessons, and some luck. The only thing that's for sure is that indecision steals many years from many people who wind up wishing they just had the courage to leap. And the author's unknown, so I can't tell you who said it. <laughs> it is It is all about just doing it, I think, at the end of the day and being brave enough to take that farther step. So thank you, Fleur, for that. That was very powerful. Uh, so this concludes our episode today. We hope that we have helped you simplify or demystify the choosing process. And as always, we thank you very much for joining us. Please subscribe, leave us a comment or share the love as this keeps us going and helps us deliver this free contract to you every week and we look forward to seeing you next week until then much love loads of energy coming your way and happy decision making <laughs>